All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new podcast episode of Car Sales 101. Uh, and just like I thought, I was in the middle of a podcast and it got interrupted by a phone call. So let's start this thing all over again. Hey, if you want to connect with me on Facebook, connect with me uh, uh, by typing in Tony Story, T O N Y S T O R I E. You want to connect with me on Instagram at TNCDad2728. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Tony, uh, in parentheses, Anthony, last name Story, okay? Also, um, if you get great content and value out of this podcast, please leave a five-star review. I truly, truly appreciate it. That's all I ask for. The other thing is, if you want to buy my lunch or you just want to, you know, send a little donation my way, you can do it through um, Apple Pay. I do I do have that. Or you can send it through Zeal. I do have a, a, a Chase account. Or the last one is I decided to download the Cash App because I was going to actually pay for something. But long story short, it's... The dollar sign TNC Dad two seven two eight. So, truly appreciate it if you want to buy my lunch one day. Other than that, great. I'm glad that you listened to the podcast. So, um, when I started recording just a minute ago, this is where we were going with it. Okay. So, long story short, um, at my dealership, and I've heard this time and time again, a lot of people wonder, you know, basically how to take. A inbound phone call or how to make an outbound phone call. Uh, what I think I'm going to go over today is really how to make the outbound phone call because taking an inbound phone call um, could go several, several different ways, much like making an outbound phone call. They could all go several different ways. So there's not any set way or anything like that. Now, let me give you the background of what I think makes me experienced to deliver that information. I went to a training with Alan Ram, uh, management training, but also uh, we bought into their program when I was at Legacy for the first time. And that was to um, take and make inbound phone, make, take inbound and make outbound phone calls. And so I trained on it for nearly uh, four days, I think it was, three or four day training. Um, not, not only that, I also did some management training. It was really cool. It was very helpful. Um, opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. So the other thing I can make a suggestion in is if you are a GM or a GSM um, that is listening to this podcast, make sure you send your people to training because uh, that's very key. They only become as strong as you allow them to be. Um, and you can't always make it to training. And sometimes it's always to hear, it's always great to hear new ideas and new market trends that are going on out there. So make sure um, you're doing training as much as possible, okay, um, as managers. So um, long story short, the what's kind of set me up to do that is to you know be able to uh, make outbound phone calls and inbound phone calls based on the structure of which he had uh, or the call script, the, the the script that he had in order to be successful in get into getting the customer into the dealership and giving you the information that you needed, right? And that's all it really is, you know? Um, but what I think sometimes we tend to do in the car business, what I know that we do, it's not that I think that we do that, is we tend to overcomplicate over over fucking everything, right? So what does that mean? That means that whenever we make an outbound phone call, we think about it too much and we think, well, what should I say? How should I say it? I don't know what to say, blah, 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 right? But when the customer walks on a lot, you get into like kill mode and you're ready to sit there and sell them a car, right? Well, the same thing goes for making outbound and inbound phone calls. You just got to just do it over and over again, right? And it's like I've told everybody, you know, if you're going to make fine phone calls, you're not going to get good at it, right? I run, you know, every morning and... I didn't start running six miles, six, seven miles a day or four or five miles a day. You know, I had to start out with one, two, three miles, right? I had to sit there and figure out how to, you know, build and acclimate myself up to those miles because 
I can't just get out there and start running because I'm going to injure myself, right? I didn't sit there and go, well, I'm going to run three miles this week and then maybe run one mile next week. And I never would be where I'm at physically. So you have to understand, you can't be good at something if you only try it once or twice. You have to try it over and 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 over again, right? You have to learn. You have to self-assess. You have to self-evaluate. And that's how you figure out how to get better at something. And you also can train. You know, that's one of those things uh, that if you aren't training for it, you're never going to get good at it, right? So I'm going to try to give you all a simple little way of how I um, how I communicate, communicate my conversations or how I make phone calls and how I tend to either get people to give me the information that they want or tend to get them in the door. Now, this is not Alan Ram because it's been a while since I've actually had his book. I do remember a good portion of the script, but this is not 100% Alan Ram, but I will take away some of the key takeaways uh, from the words that are in his script. Now, he has since passed away. Uh, he was an avid uh, plane um, person, so he would you know, fly his own plane. So the thing is, is he uh, ended up um, getting into a plane crash um, with his girlfriend or his wife or his fiance and ended up passing away. But he brought a lot of content to the car business. So the only thing I can tell you is that, you know, he was a great guy. I mean, he was a real stand-up guy when I actually sat down, um, uh, when I sat down with him and I trained for him. So anyways, all right. So today I'm, I'm going to try to get into inbound, outbound phone calls, but I, I'm really going to focus on inbound phone calls. So if this conversation, if this podcast goes a little bit longer, I'm probably just going to cut it short and stick on to the um, inbound phone calls. So... Uh, long story short, whenever you're making phone calls, here's the key thing, right? How do you get good at making outbound phone calls, right? The way you do it is by making phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call. And a lot of salespeople ask me, well, how do you always catch them on the phone, right? Now, here's the one key thing that I, I could teach you that you could take away from this. How to catch people on the phone is to call them. You have to call them over and over and over and over and over and over again. There's no rocket science to it or anything like that. There's some days where I get really lucky and I almost get everybody on the phone but at the end of the day, um, I'm able to set appointments a lot of the time because I know how to guide the conversation to get it to where I want it to go, right? So um, long story short, you know, you have to make these phone calls, right? If I make 100 phone calls, there's a good chance I could probably catch 20 people on the phone, right? Uh, it might take me a while, but I'll be really good at it, right? Um, and then there's some days you're going to make 20 phone calls and catch 15 people on the phone. You never know. So at the end of the day, continue to make those phone calls. So here's my simple rule that I follow you, right? When you get an internet lead or you're going to make an outbound phone call, um, always have your backup plan as to what's going to happen afterwards, right? Whether you're going to send a text message or if you're going to send a text message before. Uh, I always recommend that you send text messages out of the CRM. Uh, that way it protects you and it follows the privacy laws. And then make sure you have that um, email set up to follow up with a phone call, right? Because I know at the end of the day, if they're getting hit three times by you, um, then they have a, more of an ability to answer at least one of them, right? But if all you're doing is making outbound phone calls and you're not sending out emails or text messages, guess what? You're not going to catch somebody on the phone, right? Uh, it's like going at bat, and if you didn't swing at the pitches, there's a good chance you would strike out, right? So you got to understand, you have to take three or four hits at somebody to catch them on the phone, right? When you do make an initial outbound phone call um, and you don't catch them on the phone, leave a voicemail. I will tell you this much, when I leave a voicemail, this is typically what I leave, uh, but let me kind of get you an, give you an idea how to structure your voicemail, because that's what's key, right? 
you have to give them um, a carrot, something to dangle in front of them to have them call you back, right? Whether that be through, you know, the trade or whether that be through uh, something else, you have to dangle that carrot in front of them because then they have no reason to call you back. If you just leave a voicemail similar to this, hey, this is Tony Story at Doggett Ford. Uh, was just trying to reach out to you. Call me back at 713-614-6116. 713-614-6116. Uh, I'd love to talk to you, right? Well, why would I call you back, right? What's the motive? What's the driving force? What's the driving factor, right? So for instance, if the customer is is, is looking at a particular vehicle online, I always sit there and say, hey, this is Tony Story at Doggett Ford. I'm one of the new car managers here. I noticed that you're looking at a particular vehicle on our website. I've actually, in fact, got a quite a bit of inquiries on that vehicle, but you're one of the first ones, so I wanted to give you first chance at coming out to take a look at it. Um, give me a call back because I, my, my, my schedule is very time sensitive, and I'd like to schedule you in a time to come out and take a look at the vehicle, test drive it, make sure it meets all of your needs. So please call me back, my direct line, blah, 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 right? I'm giving them uh, a sense of urgency and also giving them the ability to come out and assess what it is they were trying to accomplish, right? So at the end of the day, leave that voicemail. Um, if you don't catch them on the phone, always call them back a second time because if they see that you called, left a voicemail, call back a second time, uh, they have you have more of an ability of catching them on the phone. Always follow it up with a backup uh, text message and a backup email, right? Because that gives them the idea of a reason why you're calling. So anyways, um, if you do tend to catch them on the phone, you have to know what you're going to say, right? Uh, there's so many times we as, as salespeople, we call and we just get the, uh, 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 right? And you go blank, right? But you need to have all your ducks in a row, right? Look at the internet inquiry, right? Or look at what it is that you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to get them to, if you're doing gold digging, um, you know, you need to have your script set up for that. If you're trying to catch them on the phone for an internet inquiry, make sure you go through whether it would be a chat or an actual internet inquiry on the vehicle, Find out what website it's from, cars.com, Auto Trader, and just let them know why you're calling. So this is typically how I make my outbound phone calls. Hey, this is Tony Story at Doggett Ford. Uh, I'm one of the new car managers. Uh, I wanted to let you know that we received your internet inquiry. I'm about to do the voicemail thing again. Sorry, guys. Zoned out. So let me go back to it. Uh, when I initially make a phone call and the customer picks up the phone... I introduced myself. Hey, this is Tony Story at Doggett Ford. I'm one of the new car managers. I was wondering if I could speak to so and so, right? What they're going to do is they're going to, you to you, you think you're going slow, but you're actually going fast. What they're going to do is say, uh, May I ask who's calling again? I said, This is Tony Story at Doggett Ford. I'm one of the new car, uh, new car managers, and I was hoping I could speak to um, Keith or Kenneth. Uh, usually, if they introduce themselves when they pick up their phone, um, I know I've already caught, caught them on the phone, so I don't set their name and I don't, I don't try to see if I can get a hold of them because I'm obviously talking to them, right? All right, let's take a quick one-minute break, and I'll be back. That way um, uh, I can finish this whole little podcast because I think I'm only going to stick to inbound phone calls or outbound phone calls. So give me one-minute break, and I'll be right back. All right, guys. I'm sorry. I have ice in my mouth. All right. Outbound phone calls. Okay. You called the customer. You've introduced yourself, right? Next thing I know, next thing you know, they're gonna either ask you a question or you or you're given you're gonna give an introduction as to why you're calling, right? Too many times, um, what happens is is we just we start spilling our guts out. We right, right. Sorry if that made made it a little bit annoying for y'all, but at the end of the day, we usually tend to spill our guts out. 
Long story short, uh, this is how I typically handle most of my conversations. Uh, so if they're looking at a vehicle specific, a specific vehicle, uh, I tend to go into, hey, Mr. or Mrs. You know, Johnson or um, story, whatever it is. I noticed that you were looking at a particular vehicle on our website. Saw that you saw it on AutoTrader. Uh, I just didn't know if you were directly in the market um, and looking for this particular vehicle or you just started your researches. Um, however, I just like to be able to, I'd like to, I'd like to be able to assist you. And is there anything I can assist you with, uh, in your car buying needs, right? Then they're going to tell you what the actual thing is, right? Well, no, I just started shopping, um, blah, 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 right? Okay, fine. No, I see that you just started shopping. Um, have you had the opportunity to test drive the, uh, F-150 or the Ford Fusion or the Edge yet? Because one thing I know um, what customers will tend to do is they'll shop, 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 and they won't actually they won't actually visit a dealership, and won't either eliminate or add that vehicle into their search, and that's what I like to do. I'd like to know if you have had the opportunity to test drive your vehicle yet. And most of the time, you're going to get an answer back, no. Okay, good. Well, one thing I'd like to do is you know I'd like to keep our vehicle either in the um, running you know while you're doing your car shopping, or I'd like to either eliminate our vehicle. Either way. I'd just like to invite you out for a quick 15-minute test drive. How does that sound to you? Uh, long story short, you're probably going to get about 25 to 30, maybe even 40% of them say yes to that, right? Um, and then at that point in time, you really just schedule an appointment and you move forward, right? That's because you've already got what you want out of it. Now, don't come in, don't have them, when they come into the dealership, that's when you'll start asking them more probing questions, right? You know, how soon are you in the market? Um, you know, if I could make you a good deal, would you even think about buying today, right? The thing is, you don't ask those probing questions on the phone because um, you're becoming too salesy, right? At the end of the day, all you're trying to do is to get a customer in your door, okay? So, next thing is, is if you're, if you've made, if you make another outbound phone call, you know, let's do a one that um, they're inquiring about a vehicle and, um, you know, they're, 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 they're very specific on price, right? So, hey, Mr. Customer, I just wanted to let you know I received your internet inquiry um, on this particular vehicle. You know, did you have any particular questions on it? Were you kind of just starting doing your research? What was your, your next um, uh, next step along the phase of buying a car? That's when they're going to say, well, no, I'm just kind of just shopping the best price um, because, you know, uh, I'm going to be in market hopefully in the next two weeks. Okay, great. Now, the thing is, um, Mr. Customer, one thing I want to do before I, I, I go ask my manager for the best price, I want to ask you if you had an opportunity to test drive a vehicle because um, if you've never drove an F-150 before or if it's been two, three, four, five years since you drove one of these, uh, you really need to come out and test drive a vehicle because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I can always discuss price, but if you don't like the vehicle, price is irrelevant. Uh, also, there's a couple more factors in place. Um, everybody always wants to have the best price, but... There's also different payment options. You know, right now we're running 0%, which is a real hot item for a lot of customers. Um, and, you know, pretty much everybody's going to qualify as long as we can get them approved. Um, not saying anything different to your credit, but, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure we, we get the right um, options. Uh, I want to make sure we get the options right for you. So I'd like to invite you out to the dealership to, you know, take the vehicle for a test drive. And then at that point, I'd love to go over some either payment options or financing options to get you the best price possible. When would be a good time for you to come out? And then at that point, they're either going to give you an objection or they're going to give you the time that they want to come out to the dealership. Um, what you'll sometimes come up against is, you know, I just really, really want my price. Okay, now I get that. The next thing I need to know in order to get you the best price, because some rebates, not always, tend to 
focus around a trade-in. Um, do you have a vehicle that you're going to be currently, um, uh, this vehicle is going to be replacing a vehicle or is it going to be adding to the fleet? Because what that's going to do is it's going to give you something to hopefully drag that customer in, give them a call to action to come visit you at the dealership. All right. So long story short, what they're going to sit there and say is probably, yes, I do have a vehicle that I'm replacing it with, but I'm really, really focused on price. Okay, cool. No, that's great. Um, one of the things is is um, I'd like to invite you out to the dealership, and I, I know you're really worried about price, but right now we're, we're in a vehicle shortage on our pre-owned side, and we're buying very aggressively. So what I'd like to do is invite you out to the dealership so we can have your vehicle appraised. And if you know we can't come to numbers and agreements on the purchase of the vehicle, we can obviously buy your vehicle off of you. You can take buy your vehicle off of you. You can take that the cash that you have from our vehicle and go spend it at another uh, location if you'd like to. When would be a good time, because my appraiser is here pretty much all day, um, wouldn't be a good time for you to come out and have the vehicle appraised. Um, and that way we can also take a look at the vehicle you're, you're interested in. That's That will hopefully get you an appointment. Not always, not 100%, but hopefully that will get you an appointment, right? The thing is you have to give the customer some golden nuggets uh, or get some something to grab onto to come visit you at the dealership. Um, you know, one of the things that you also tend to hear is I just started shopping, right? Uh, now, sometimes the eliminate or add vehicle thing doesn't always um, get them, right? But one thing I've always noticed is when I do make that outbound phone call, the one that sometimes gets them is you knowing the current incentives and rebates of what's going on with the vehicle, right? Uh, sometimes your managers won't give those to you. You're more than welcome to go onto most of your um, manufacturer's own website and they'll have it, they'll have it for your area. But the one thing is, is whenever they sit there and say, no, I just started looking and really not in the market for another six months. Okay, Mr. Customer, you know, one of the things is, is right now we have going on, it's like 0% for 72 months. And I don't know how much longer they're going to keep that going because they've started it for COVID season or, you know, they started it for truck month. So what that necessarily means, hopefully you didn't catch that on the uh, podcast, what that necessarily, what that means sometimes is this might actually be the best time to buy versus six months from now. Um, so what I'd like to do is, you know, if you'd love to come out to the dealership, um, take take a look, take take a look at the vehicle that you're looking at. We can test drive it. Uh, if you if you you know still um, are up in the air, we can just present you with some numbers that way you have something to go on for later on, right? Whether it be today, tomorrow, or six months from now, you have an idea of what the vehicle should price at uh, at any given time. Does that sound good? Okay, cool. When can you visit me at the dealership? Uh, I got appointments open. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, what time would be a good time for you? So the thing is, you really got to understand, it's not about, you got to be comfortable with making that phone call too. Uh, too many times, we uh, are the, we're the trained professionals, right? We know all the information. We know what the hot buttons are. We know what the objections are going to be. We know how to overcome those, right? But when we get on the phone, we freeze up, right? The thing is, is most customers try to throw you a curveball, or like I told you in previous uh, podcasts, um, they have knee-jerk reactions. When you have that knee-jerk reaction, um, it's not to necessarily say no to you. It's just they don't know how to say no to you, right? Or, um, how do I put this? They, 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 they're, they're afraid to, to, to commit to anything, right? The thing is, we, we tend to take appointments in the car business as a suggestion, right? But at dentist office and doctor's office, they're not taking us suggestions, right? They text you the day before. 
And, th and that's a key thing. You know, if you do set an appointment with a customer, make sure you do a follow-up text, phone call, or email because you have to remind them. I know very many times at most dentist office or even doctor's office, I get a text that I have an ap appointment that day. So you have to take the fact that you set an appointment very serious. If you sound kind of lollygagging on the phone about it, then it's not going to be that fucking serious, right? So at the end of the day, you really, really got to understand that you... Um, uh, need to be 100% um, on board and, how do I put this? You need to be 100% on board with the fact that you need to um, uh, take the whole entire purchasing of a vehicle serious for that customer. Because here's, once again, I don't mean to go back onto the doctor portion of it, but when you go to a dentist's office, they're very serious about the point, right? Whether you spend $20 deductible or a $50 deductible, you have to pay for a $1,000 root canal. You're buying a 50, you're buying anywhere from a $15,000, whether it's a cash car, uh, up to, you know, 60, 70, 80, $90,000 vehicle, right? You have to take this just as serious as if you were to make, if you were to take a, um, uh, a phone call or, or if you were to go to, go, to go to a doctor office to get any work done. So please understand, take this serious, right? Don't get nervous when you make a phone call and leave the gold, leave the carrot out there for them to come to you, right? Make sure you truly understand that you have to take this information, you have to dive deep into it, right? You have to think, what if I say this, how am I going to get this response? What if I say this, how am I going to get this response? And if I get this response, how am I going to react back to it, right? You have to sit there and either, you can do one of two things, right? Um, you can do um, uh, exercises where you can do... Um, uh, man, how is it called? What's the word I'm, I'm, I'm looking for? Uh, you can do exercises with, 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 um, your, your fellow salespeople, right? Or you can do, man, what's the word I'm looking for? And when you, when you, when you do f fake phone calls, right? I can't even think of the word I'm thinking. I can't even think of what I'm trying to say right now. Uh, but anyways, you have to do, do these things in order to get better at it, Right. When I go on a run, I sometimes, not anymore, which I should do, but, you know, I listen to podcasts and I try to educate myself, but, you know, sometimes when I used to go on runs, I used to pretend like I was negotiating with a customer and I would come up with objections and I would overcome them, come up with objections, overcome those, come up with objections and overcome it, right? Um, so at the end of the day, take this very serious. Take, the, take, take each phone call very serious. You know, make two phone calls, leave a voicemail, make sure you leave a carrot for them to get back to you. Send a text message, send an email that pretty much runs in line with a phone call that you made. So other than that, I appreciate y'all giving taking the time to listen to me. Um, if you want to reach out to me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Instagram, at TNTDad278. LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. Uh, if you'd like to buy my lunch, you're more than welcome to. I do have Apple Pay, um, Zill, and Cash App. TNTDad2728 is my cash app, I guess, handle or uh, username. Um, other than that, if you got great content on this, please leave me a five-star review. Uh, I, like I told you, I don't get paid a whole lot of money off of this. Um, but what I can say is um, that I do enjoy getting the fulfillment out of you guys texting me, calling me, um, uh, sending me private messages and DMs. So don't ever stop doing that. I truly appreciate it. I will be of any information and I'll be of any help of inf information if I can. Um, if you'd like to reach out to me, call me on my cell, 713-614-6116. 713-614-6116. But other than that, guys and gals, I love y'all. Um, like I said in all my episodes, 
This could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. It's what you put into it. You put nothing into it, it's going to be fucking hard as shit. You put everything into it, I guarantee you it's going to be easy over time. The very last thing is we all win when we all win. So like I said, give a five-star review, share this with somebody that's either been in the business for 15, 20 years, or that's about thinking about getting in the business. And even if they're not in the car business, share this information with them because I think some of it will um, resonate with them, uh, whether it be through you know closing tools or you know just mentality or whatnot. I think that I do provide some good content. Not always perfect, uh, not always consistent, but I think I do provide great content. All right, guys and gals, I love y'all. And guess what's coming up next? Peace. Peace.